short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of spending your precious time doing laundry, restocking supplies, and cleaning up after guests? Look no further than B&B Maids of Omaha, your local heroes for short-term rental cleaning. Their team of skilled professionals is dedicated to turning over your short-term rental, making it spotless for your next guests and ensuring an inviting and welcoming space. Whether you're a busy Airbnb host or managing multiple properties, B&B Maids of Omaha is here to make your life easier and your guest stays unforgettable. They pride themselves on reliability, trustworthiness, and attention to detail. B&B Maids of Omaha is your key to more bookings and five-star reviews. Ready to regain your time and boost your rental success? Visit bnbmaidsofomaha.com today to learn more and get started. Is your garage a mess? Don't stress. With cold weather right around the corner, don't let the excuse of an overcrowded garage keep you from parking in the garage this winter. Nebraska Garage Solutions offers affordable storage solutions that fit your storage needs. The owner, Rob, will work with every customer to ensure that we are meeting your expectations from start to finish. Nebraska Garage Solutions specializes in metal overhead storage, complete slat wall systems, custom build wood storage, and affordable badass garage cabinets to guarantee to make your neighbors jealous. Get your garage ready for the next Husker game and mention the code NOBLOCKNORock to receive $25 off one 4x8 overhead metal storage rack. These industrial racks are adjustable from 24 to 48 inches and can hold up to 600 pounds. They provide an affordable storage solution that can get that clutter off the garage floor. Reach out to Rob today for a free consultation or shoot him a text at 402-987-8180 or check out their website, NebraskaGarageSolutions.com. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me he's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hang on it, Muhammad. GBR. What's up, fellas? Go Big Red indeed. No Block, No Rock, Season 4, Episode 8. Coming at you from the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room, 108th and Harrison in La Vista, Nebraska, 68128. Guys, before we get started on this awesome Nebraska road win, let's talk about what the beers we are drinking and maybe not drinking over there. That's okay. <laughs> no judgment. I am drinking what is called the Pickle Fight. It is on tap. It is canned. Connor, I I uh, understand that you guys released a spicy version of this Pickle Fight. Yeah, a week ago today, actually. And it, like, hurt me. It's it's definitely spicy. It's, I'm it's meant wimpy. to be soft. I'm soft. S-A-W-F-T, soft. It's definitely spicy, but we released, um, like, seven or eight pallets of that, and it, it's moving really, really quickly, and then... The regular pickle fight actually is in cans once again, but you can only get it here at the tap room. Wow. That one is not in stores. You have to come here because there is not very much of it. As someone who doesn't like pickle beer normally, the spicy pickle fight is fantastic, and that would go really well with the Bloody Mary. That's it, all I got to say. It's incredible. Yes. I mean, it was almost intentionally designed for that. Yes, and I'm, I'm all in on that. So, what, no. well, You're all in on that. What are you all in on, on your cup? Oh, well, you, you know, it is October. And <laughs> basic bitch season basic is bitch here. Basic season is here. So I'm yeah. drinking the Wick for Brains. It's the best pumpkin ale in the Midwest. So got to have it. 
You can say nation. Nation. That's yeah, cool too. You can say that. Yeah. Nation's fine. Yeah. Wicker <laughs> brains. It's really good. If you like pumpkin stuff, come get it. It's on tap here at the tap room. I'm drinking the uh, Hefeweizen in these fancy new like aluminum cups. Yeah. That Recyclable. they have here at the tap room. Yeah. yeah it, you know, I'm like, I'm actually surprised that these didn't come sooner because it like keeps your beer colder. It actually does. So like to nerd out for a second, I don't know if you guys know this, that I'm a big beer nerd. So when it condensates on the outside, as that evaporates, it actually cools the liquid inside again. So these the beers in this stay cold like an unreasonably long amount of time. I can't, love it. can't hate that. Yeah, it's, it's super nice. So you need if, that at a tailgate. If yeah. Brandon, Riley, just, just a hypothetical. Let's just say he got a cup of water in, in, this, in this cup. Yeah. It would stay cold for a long time, yes? Yeah. I have a few at the house. They're it, nice. Dude, oh, yeah, they're nice, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're worth it. They're a little bit more expensive than plastic, but again, we're worth big uh, environmentally friendly people. So we're like, <laughs> we wanted to move away from single-use cups, and these ones we can uh, reuse multiple times. Okay, so Brandon Riley, he is like an honorary member of the No Block Narog podcast. This is like I mean, your I, fifth or something? Fourth. Fourth? Yeah. Fourth, I think. When Every season, we get, season, a, we we get, get him on one time. It's just it. like recurring guest. Yeah. yeah. We, eventually, we will do that. You know? Yeah. He <laughs> would wear it zero times. <laughs> um, if, so, I understand you are on a cleanse, and uh, that, that's perfectly fine. Sober October, as you have called it. Yeah. Um, if you were to get a brewski here on tap, what would you get? Well, All those choices. I don't think there's uh, much of a question here. Yeah. What do you think I would get? Taco Vesa. Taco, Taco Vesa, Vesa, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Can't beat it. Uh, I'd take it up against about anything, honestly. Okay. Hell yeah. That's fair. All I'll right, be, guys. I'll be here uh, November 1st. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I will have a beer waiting for you. <laughs> as soon as he gets, he gets done trick-or-treating, he's coming here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so come to the tap room, Hunter Ethan Harrison in Levis, Nebraska. Connor, help me out. World class. In every glass. Beautiful. All right, some may say gritty over pretty. I would say it was probably the most beautiful thing these eyes have ever, ever seen. A just 20, a dub? Just, what's that? Just a dub? Is that? Just listen. A Big Ten West road game win? I am but a simple man. Yep. And I just want to see some dubs. Yep. Well, 20 to 7, Nebraska over Illinois in Champaign. Let's go. And I think this was incredibly beautiful for me. Uh, if you are watching, listening, uh, go ahead and check out the Twitter profile pictures for any of the men sitting around me right now, excluding Brandon, um, <laughs> because they okay. all predicted a Nebraska loss. And I was, uh, me and Ravi were the only two that predicted that Nebraska win. So they did honor their bet. They did change their Twitter profile pictures with a nice graphic with their score predictions to let the world know they are losers. <laughs> we predicted a loss because I want you to prove it to me. That you can actually win a game on the road against a Big Ten West yeah. foe. Yeah. Why are why? we so are we so off base, Brandon Riley? No, I can't blame you, honestly. Uh, Bo Pelini's not walking through that door, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. It, it may not have been pretty, but hey, wins a win. And uh, at this point, we'll take take anything and hopefully, you know, heal up this bye week and stack a few more. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, uh, coming from a player's pers- perspective and watching this team, we are already halfway through the season. Uh, so after six games and you uh, having that experience as a player, what do you think they need to really focus on this next bye week? What do you think? You know, the just getting back to the basics, you know, it sounds so vanilla and I'm sure everyone's saying the same thing, but, you yeah. know, it's kind of 
it, it's very true. Um, just simple three-step drop, throwing a slant, you know, just, just the easy, quick things that, you know, it, it seems like everyday tasks, but we, we're struggling a bit. And, you know, you watch other teams uh, on Saturdays and, you know, third and eight, it's no doubt they're getting it, you know. And I yeah. feel for us, we're just grinding for every first uh-huh. down. And, you know, it, it wears you down a bit. And, you know, so once we can make those fluid, easy curl routes, dig routes, whatever it is, easy toss plays, get easy first downs, you know, then the tougher ones will, will come. But when, when every first down is tough to get it, it can wear a team down. You're right. Quick. It feels like every single yard is just a fight for their life. Yeah. 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 yeah you're just holding just your breath. Inch. Just hold on to the ball and <laughs> yeah. get a few yards, you know? <laughs> yeah. So rule before the game earlier in the week, you said it was find out Friday. You're going to see what this team is made of. You're going to see what I'm made of. And that could have been a moment that, you know, this was, this is a game that Nebraska loses just the past six-ish years, that's a game that they would find a way to lose. And we could have pointed to that Matt Rule quote and said, players that respond to your challenge, dude, like, dang, that's not a good look. But, I mean, so, fellas, I mean, you can get into specific players. Sorry, I'm, like, really sick. You can get into specific players, specific moments. What did you guys find out about this team or this coach? Um, I think... You know, overwhelming, well, not overwhelmingly. Overall, I, I found it to be positive, but I did notice there were, like, we should have won that game by three scores. At we, least. We, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I noticed a lack of ability to capitalize. Uh, I think that can be fixed, but it, it was certainly something that was like a big glaring thing for me is that there were so many scoring opportunities, so many, so many offensive penalties. What were we doing there? I Again, we come back to it. It seems like the last four, maybe five years, we keep going back to, especially the offensive line being undisciplined, and it doesn't seem like much has changed there. So I, I, that was really the biggest thing for me was noticing that there are more points on that board, and we are fighting ourselves to not allow them. Yeah. The, the, the game, the def- – okay, if, go back to, like, what I noticed and what I liked is the, the defense – rose to the occasion on multiple times, like multiple times, whatever. They rose to the occasion a lot, okay? <laughs> a lot. We'll a lot. Yeah, we'll go with that. How would you say your mental focus is? How would you say your mental focus is? I deserve that. Oh, it's yeah. focused. <laughs> it's focused. It is focused. And to flip the other side of the ball, the offense did not rise to the occasion. Dude, that second half was brutal. Uh, whoa. And it makes me wonder, it's like, gosh, the receivers are, like, we are so thin at receiver now. Brandon, are you sure you don't have any eligibility? Please, please, God. You don't want that out there. (laughs) A 30-year-old sober Brandon Riley. Yeah. I might take him. (laughs) I don't care. Yeah, I mean, so, Connor, you go back to the (sighs) O-line. I don't want to be, like, just bashing on these guys. Because, look, I'm not playing, Okay. It's easy for me to say all this, but these guys have been in the program for like four or five years. And like, you just watch, just watch the average college football game. Just anyone watch anybody. And their O line looks. Average. I would take average. Like, I don't know. Just watching this O line is like, I don't, it's, it's really, it's mind blowing how it's, not gotten any better. And of course, of all places, it's got to be Nebraska where that's what we made our hay on for so long. 
But offensively, look, Coach Satterfield gets a lot of blame. And I've been on him a couple times about play calling. There's been some choices made where I'm like, what, really? Dude, backup quarterback, lost two running backs, two uh, lost three receivers. Three, three receivers. Yeah. If, if you want to count Eric Gilbert, you know, whatever. Like, they, he is working with, like, a bunch of misfits out there. Dude. Yeah. It, yeah. He's got scraps. Yeah. He was promised a meal. He got scraps. Yeah, he's working with scraps. So, yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to be, like, harsh on Satterfield because I realize that he doesn't have a lot of toys to play with. Yeah. I think overall, I think some of the penalties and stuff that you're seeing from the offensive line is just kind of the, like, procedural stuff that we keep seeing plays a big part in that. Because a lot of the times, all these like false starts in the red zone that are just killing us, I'm talking every game so far, there's yeah. been some sort of false start or some sort of penalty inside the red zone, set you back. And like we talked about last week, you can't afford, this offense cannot afford to lose a single yard. So I think a lot of it is procedural. I don't, it's been pretty rare to now, have something good come from a timeout. Now, yeah, yeah, ooh. So I think, I mean, like, I don't know if you can totally blame just the offensive line because a lot of it is just procedural. It seems like everybody's like rushed and nobody really knows what's going on and things are just kind of, it just seems like there hasn't been a whole lot of reps just because like everybody is a backup. Everybody's like a backup except for the offensive line, I guess. So, well, and you bring up the procedural stuff and there was quite a few false starts, a few by 65 that stood out, but well, they stand out with him because he's a mountain. <laughs> yeah. He is a <laughs> eight big boy. But it's not just the procedural penalty. Mike, I mean, you know better than anybody. We were watching the game together. Ben wow. Scott. Dude. Mm. Making it, dumb. Dumb, dumbassery plays. Uh, listen, I, and I said during the game kind of like as a joke, I'm like, look, Richie Incognito can do that because he's good enough to do that. Okay, buddy, you are not Richie Incognito. Dude, this offense needs... Everything to go right. Your margin of error is zero. You can't even handle snaps cleanly on a consistent basis. So when you're out there like body slamming dudes like three seconds after the play, and this is not the first time he's done it. It's like, well, no. And he's a, he's a transfer. I don't know what you really want to make of that. It's like, I don't know. But it's just, what? When I see plays like that, it's like, okay, if you're just dominating the D-line the whole game and you're beating them up, I could see maybe a, a late hit. Just a little extra. Some, yeah, but, you know, when our running back's averaging one yard a rush or whatever it was, you know. <laughs> like I feel like an O-line, it's like when the, everyone knows you're going to run the ball and you can still move the line of scrimmage and get four or five yards, you know you got a good O-line. And, you know, back to the – the false starts and stuff. I think we're just stressing so much to yeah. get yards where then we're just forgetting everything, you know, yeah. we're just pressing so hard where I think, you know, hopefully we can get back to the basics. It's like, okay, this run play, I know where I'm going, who I'm getting, just, you know, do it type deal. But, you know, going back to your initial question, you know, I thought the defense responded very well. Um, you know, they kind of got beat up by a, a much better Michigan team, but, you know, they responded well. I thought Isaac Gifford probably had his best game as a Husker. Um, you know, Sanford, you know, he's in there for an injury, but, you know, sometimes that's that's all you need is an opportunity. And, I mean, he was flying around, making plays, getting the ball out. Yeah, yeah. finally. Yeah. Our defense, for years, you know, we've struggled getting the ball out, getting turnover, so that was great. Um you know, Heinrich, he's, he brings some energy at linebacker there. Um, you know, it'll be – it's a unfortunate with Reimer, you know, gets 
some infection. Yeah. And he's kind of, you know, he he's developed and he's earned that. You know, he's kind of the heart of that defense. So for that defensive performance without him and some other guys, you know, I was, I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah. Just that defense. So I know, Connor, you really want to say the stat, mm-hmm. but on that first drive, bowed up fourth and one. Now you could even go back to third, third down. Cause that was on the goal line too. Yep. So not even straight, literally like on the inch line both times. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't on the one yard line. It was, it was one of those like instances where like if the ref put up his arms, you couldn't like you wouldn't, you couldn't be able to tell nope. no. either way. I mean, it it was the definition of Ben do not break. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no break in there. We yeah. bent quite a bit, mm-hmm. but we did not break. So uh, Connor getting to your stat. Oh, yeah. Do it. I was so excited about this. On that first drive for Illinois, they have 23 yards rushing right there, first drive of the game. They end the game with 21 total rushing yards. Yeah. That's <laughs> incredible. That. That's crazy. That that's, very, yes. that's That's impressive. Yeah. It just, I don't know if, like, you know, Brett, I don't know. Watching Burt that night. I don't know, man. He's getting huge, man. He's like, getting I know. Way bigger. He's always been a big boy. But yeah. he's getting... Well, like Mangino almost. He's, he's, doing, he's doing sober October with me. Yeah. <laughs> he, he trying should. to cut that weight. <laughs> he should. And sober November and sober. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Bert has always been, at least from what I've got, like a pretty stoic guy. Like, you don't see a lot of emotion, but you could kind of see, you know, third quarter into that fourth quarter, he was starting to break a little bit. Well, and I don't know if anybody watched the, I watched it today, the, the post game press conference with Bert. And he was like, he was so frustrated. He like came out and you could tell there's some sort of friction going on, like with him and his His offensive coordinator, because he's like, I have never not been able to get six inches ever. He's like, well, try watching that. I wanted to like pull my teeth out. And he was, yeah, he was very upset. And like to that point, you, you, you bend, you don't break, you stop him on the six inch line. And then for your offense to turn around and get points out of that. Yeah, Nine, you know they they go eighty five yards and they get three points off of that. Like that is complimentary football. That's something that everybody preaches. It's all you hear about is we we need to learn how to play complimentary football, and that's exactly what that is. And it's something that again, we, everybody preaches complimentary football. When was the last time, as Husker fans, we can look back at a game and say, yeah, like there is an example of complimentary football. It's been, I, I feel like, a very long time. I mean, it's one example in yeah. one game. And it was no, I know, like but, one circumstance throughout the game but, because we weren't complimentary all game. Anti, right. But you're also Anti, yes. you're talking about, in one of the most extreme cases, getting a stop at six inches mm-hmm. and then driving all the way down the field and getting points. Beautiful. That's a very extreme case of yeah. complimentary offense. And even seeing, like, the light at the end of the tunnel, like, we can do this, is reassuring to me. Now, you starting on Illinois' side of the field and... Getting no points the second half. Yeah, Dude, they, not, not quite as great. They started on Illinois' side of the field, I think, four or five times, and were only able to get a Tristan Alvano field goal. Yeah, that, that's bad. Out of all those drives. Yeah. Ooh. I was glad to see him respond well. Uh, yeah. The kicker. Uh, yeah. You know, k- kicking so mental. And for him, you know, I think he, what, missed three in a row and come out and... You know, he's young. He's freshman. He's like, what, 17, 18? Yeah, yeah. he's a young kid. You know, he's got some doubt. So for him to, you know, fire off and and kick well that game, that was was a positive. Did you see him after he made his first slump buster? He was pumped. I'm glad. I I was pumped for him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure it was like exercising some demons a little bit. Like, fuck yeah. 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 Could Ah. could 18-year-old Brandon Riley rise to occasion like that? Like Kicking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was the emergency kicker. Were you? Were you? Oh, yeah. 50 and in, I was good. Oh, 50 and in. In. oh, wow. 
Okay, so he's getting added to the NBA Olympics then, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you heard about this? Oh, jeez. I don't think so. No, he has no, not he heard is. of this. No. <laughs> we talked about this last week. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he listens. Thought we were friends. Um, but we do have um, the NBNR track meet, which I'm not going to invite you to because I already know the answer to the question. Uh, could you beat me in a race? Yes. Yeah. Yes. See, I knew that. What yeah. was your hey, What was your uh, 40 time at Nebraska? I ran 441. 441. What is it now? I don't know. <laughs> four four eight. I'd be real good at for twenty, and then I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> that hammy, hammy starts to tighten up a little bit. Yeah. Four um, four one. Holy shit! We talked about a punt pass kick. You know, hundred. Do we say hundred yards or one twenty? Well, he's getting like two hundred. Yeah. 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 But um, he's like, what? If you're saying you're good from fifty and in, I, I want to see this. You're gonna have to come kick a field. Well, goal. I was. Yeah. I yeah. Was. If I practice, I can get there. All right. So we said what a month of training. We yeah. allowed? Yeah. yeah. We'll schedule you it out. You think in a month of training you can get 50? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll, give you, we'll give you enough time. Yeah. Yeah. So when you do miss it, you can't say, oh, I didn't prepare. Yeah, no. He did. No excuses. <laughs> there you go. No excuses. I'll tell you, even if you go wide, right, left, whatever, if you've got the distance, I'm still going to be impressed. <laughs> I'm still going to be impressed. Hey, you know, Brandon, I'm glad you said no excuses, no excuses, because I do have in my notes here, and this kind of goes back to the O-line. Now, Matt Rule after the game said, Illinois defensive line was making noises. They were stemming. He was on the refs about it. And uh, Rule said after the game, we are not a sloppy team. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, well, well." (laughs) I'll just say this. I'm glad they won because if they would have lost, we would have said, why are you making that excuse? Because we said the same exact thing when they went to Iowa and they were doing the... And then... Scott Bleep was complaining about them clapping on the sidelines. So I'm just saying, I'm glad they won because I don't have, I don't got no time to hear about, oh, they were making noises. Stop it. Nope. Quit. Don't say your team isn't sloppy because they're sloppy as fuck. Yeah. Okay. Like we don't need to, we don't need to pretend, do we? This is the sloppiest team in America, or yes? It's the scene from Billy Madison, right? No, we like them extra sloppy. Yeah. Yeah, That is the Nebraska football team right now. It is. Look, we don't. Uh, I like Rule. I like what he's done. I like where he wants to go. But that was a moment where I'm like, dude, you're kind of just bullshitting us, I, which is fine because you won the game. That's all that matters. Hey, but listen, I did appreciate. He just flat out came out and called out the, the officiating. Just yeah. flat out came out and said it, 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 the officiating. I did not agree with. And then he tried to say at the end, he's like, look, I'm not. You know, I'm not complaining about the officiating, but he definitely was. Um, it's his way of. Getting it out there, planting the seed. But as a guy that's on the receiving end of a of a uh, a flag that comes out, it seems like only for Nebraska. I I think I might have seen it one other time last year. The disconcerting yeah. signals. As a yeah. guy on the receiving end of something that doesn't happen across the country every Saturday, he yeah. has a right to be like, "Yo, You're like right. these guys are, are yelling, move and move." You know, they're 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 making all these they're they're calling out all these things that we might be saying and it's causing us to fall start. I mean, I don't blame him for it. I really don't. Yeah, I feel like Luke Reimer got called for that. Yeah. He did. He, was he, getting, and he yeah. wasn't even Henrich's attention. Yeah. He was clapping at him. Yeah. 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 Only so, only us. It, literally. Only, yeah. Literally. Yeah. literally. Is that three times in two years for disconcerting? I don't know. I, I, I remember for sure Michigan, two. I remember Michigan a couple years ago. We had one this year, didn't we? Yeah, we had, yeah, one, we this had one this yeah. year. I think it's three times in two years. It's yeah. just one yeah. of those things. Well, and like if you're the opposing team and you know how fragile 
this offensive line is mentally. Yeah, oh yeah. If you're going to do that, if, if they're not going to call it, you're going to do whatever you possibly can to get them to move. They, mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? The O-line, they have a reputation, not just the O-line, but the team has a reputation of melting down and not being mentally strong. And that was, you know, under previous regimes. I get it. And rules trying to change that. But yes, you're absolutely right. When you know the other team has a reputation and the refs know that you have a reputation of being mistake prone, they're only human and they're going to look for those things. So it is up to Rule and Riola and Corey Campbell, strength coach, whatever, to change that mentality, change that culture. So it's not a thing that players and refs look for. Yeah, and Nate says, if they are making noises and the refs won't call them on it, then look at the ball. I mean, ultimately, you can't rely on on the officiating to help you out yep. in a game or hurt you in a game. So, like, yeah, yeah. you're right, Nate. Yep, 100%. Figure it out. Figure it out. Um, another thing that stood out to me was Illinois played like Nebraska does normally. Oh, they like, made like the kickoff? Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a windy day. The ball bounced weird. And it bounced in Nebraska's direction, and we recovered. That was awesome. Uh, the kind of blocked punt, that wasn't really blocked. It was weird. Yeah, it like... <laughs> that was awesome. It was great to see. It was funny. Yeah. I was laughing it's while like, I was Is happy. he going to run? What's yeah. he doing? What is he doing? Yeah, it's, it's nice to see yeah. some other teams do dumb shit. Yeah. Not just us. Not just us. <laughs> you know, I feel like for... Y- years everything bad seems to happen to us and that was the one time in recent years where it's like wow they kept shooting themselves in the foot yes and their coaching was terrible i mean after the first kickoff the next time we kicked off they botched they botched it again yeah you yeah. don't think coaches you'd have a move up yeah right because he fair <laughs> caught it he fair caught it and he like dropped it or something but like, have, but the have the, the, everyone shoot, scoot up but <laughs> that that one was weird though so he, the guy called the fair catch it didn't hit him. It hit the other guy, and then they called the play dead. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You might know, know. You might know better than us because you return a couple punts. Yeah, back no, in your day, I, like, I don't know. If, what, uh, if you call fair catch, and Gerald Foster catches the ball, <laughs> <laughs> is he dead? Like, is the ball dead? That's I. I don't know the answer. Well, <laughs> so, speaking of Gerald Foster, met him at the tailgate last week. Great yeah. guy. Nice guy. Um, great guy. I, I think my my favorite part of that whole sequence where it comes off that Illinois player. Um, was the face of that Illinois fan on TV? Did you guys see that kid yeah. like yeah. staring at? Oh, him? that well, I needs to be a that? gift. That's Burt Jr. Or a meme of yeah. all time. Burt Jr. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's okay. I, I have a picture ready for tomorrow. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't don't overthink it. It's it's whatever. Oh no. Yeah, well, Burt Jr. was confused. I think everybody was. I mean. Uh, I don't. I don't think the refs knew what was happening. I think they wanted to pl- call the play dead in the name of safety. So yeah, yeah. Just let's just play it safe. <laughs> that was a weird play. Yeah, it, it was really weird. I I hadn't seen something like that uh, in a long time. We got to see a couple of those this week. Did you guys see a uh, different game? But I think it was USC's game where they like tried to throw the returner into the ball. Oh yeah, yeah. they grabbed, grabbed him. Oh, they, yeah. oh, I saw a lot of weird <laughs> shit on punt returns this week. Yeah. yeah that, is that legal? A smart play, though. Is that legal? Yeah, it is I, legal. legal. And then I think Iowa tried to do it on a blocked kick or something this weekend. They did like the exact same thing that USC did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it, it's one of those things where there's been so many rules changes 
that it's like, well, okay, what happens after a block kick? Can we, are we allowed to return it? Is the ball dead as soon as someone touches it? Like what? Nobody knows what the hell is going on. Yeah. <laughs> Rule it's of it's thumb. utter chaos. Safety. Rule of thumb. That's it. If yeah. you can safety. pick up a ball, pick it up, and start fucking running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like the easiest rule and of don't thumb. Don't blow your dad if well, you're that, not supposed yeah. to. So, well, that's the thing, right? Uh, Leon Lett, back in the 90s with the Cowboys, I'm sure had the same exact thought. Yeah. Pick it up, run. But he fumbled it, and the other team recovered it and scored a touchdown. Oh, oh so, hey, hey real, no. real quick. I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but Uh-oh. Miami. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Fire everybody. Holy I- smokes. I uh, was doing my best. Uh, girlfriend was asleep on the couch next to me while I was just watching the what end of that the? game. Knowing Miami is going to win this game, like it was dead to rights, and it happened, and I tried not to wake her up. It was, But the second Georgia Tech scored, I was screaming. I, like, fire Mario Cristobal right now. Wow. Fire. Did you know they have, like, so they were what, 4-1 and one going into this game? 4-0, oh, maybe? No, they were 4-0. 4-0. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I looked at their stats. Uh, for every game going into this, they have not kneeled out a game yet. They continue to run the ball. They don't go into victory formation. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Wow. The game's in hand. That's Kneel a, it out. That's the type of shit you see on like Madden. Yeah. Where it's like run some, some asshole being cocky and right. the algorithm of the game's like, nah. Yeah. Now nah, we're we're gonna we're gonna make you fumble the ball here. They they have not kneeled out a game yet this year. And, and it, it finally bit him in the ass. I saw on Twitter a guy, he had like a twelve team parlay to win forty five thousand. Oh no. And the last one he needed was Miami to oh. win. Oh no. That'll make you quit betting for life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that man is replacing a TV this week, I'll guarantee you that. Yeah. I and think you know. Mario owes him some money. Yeah. <laughs> With all the sports betting stuff going around, it's like it, does make you think, like, when you have something stupid like that, it's like, what the hell is really going on here? Well, so And I'm not saying there's anything nefarious, but it does just make you think in other situations where something really dumb happens, like, what's, uh, what's really going on here? But so that's my thing is, like, I would be, Come on. I would question it a little bit if it, this was, like, the first time it happened, but Mario Cristobal does not kneel the ball out. He runs it every fucking time. Kneel the ball. They're paid millions to figure this hey, stuff out. Smarter than us, guys. That's why they're making the big bucks, right? Yep. I guess. Yep. I'm, I'm not getting it. paid millions. I'm All right. In, I'm in Mike's garage watching it. Yeah. All right. Do we want to fill up our beers and go to break? Yeah. Sure. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. let's take a quick break. We'll be back. Cash rules everything around me. Green, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Uh, we have a saying, no block, no rock. Thank you, Troy. Fellas. <laughs> Dang it. I wish we would have hit record about <laughs> 45 seconds before. <laughs> All right. So I just want to throw out some stats before we get freaking nuts here, guys. Just hold on. Heidner Carver, 12 for 24 with one interception, 18 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he pitched the ball. He pitched the ball twice, from what I recall. Should he continue starting? Mike. Well, before I get going, people listening, watching right now, drop it in the chat. Who should be the starting quarterback moving forward? At least against Northwestern, right? Against Northwestern, who should take the first snap? That's what I want to know. I'll get into it first, and people are going to, they're going to get mad. You're going to have some people not get mad at you. Jeff Sims should start against Northwestern. Why? Why? He can finally take a... Snap in Memorial Stadium as the starting quarterback with the fans on his side. 
I don't know if he'll be uh, they'll be on his side, but or not on his <laughs> he can he can take a snap with the home team against a lesser opponent, in my opinion. Shouldn't be able to say that, but I, I will say that I think Nebraska is more talented than Northwestern given their circumstance. I just I want to see what Jeff Sims can do with his arm because if you look at the numbers at Hunter Harburg, I know you're gonna go back to oh turnovers. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I get that. I do. It's huge. But Heinrich can't throw the ball. 50% of his passes in the last game, that interception was awful, and he probably could have had four in that game. Literally. I just want to see this arm talent that they're talking about with Jeff Sims. He's got... Matt Rule went out of his way to go get Jeff Sims. And you're talking about... He's taking, <laughs> he's taking, he's taking I'm notes. Taking, I'm taking notes for when it's my turn. Oh, oh yeah. I got, can't wait. I got receipts. He went out of his way to go get Jeff Sims, handpicked him. True. Let's see what he has. I understand what he did, but I want to see. I just want to see. Matt Rule called him an NFL guy. That's what I want to see. Kyle Byers. What do you, you want to go next? Let's <laughs> tee it up. Tee it up. Tee it up. I want to see Heiner Carberg continue. Why? I've said it a thousand times now. The turnovers. The turnovers. The, okay, you can talk about arm talent all you want, arm talent all you want, but up here, the guy was not throwing the ball out of the out of the end zone at Minnesota, where I was sitting right next to Mike. He goes, "You got to throw that out of the end zone. You got to throw that out of the end zone." And he's saying, "You know, we're talking about all these things that could have been done better up here, mm-hmm. because all those interceptions came from him just absolutely choking and tossing the ball to the other team. It wasn't like a tipped." pass at this line of scrimmage. It wasn't like, you know, somebody had an errant throw and it went to the other team. No, the guy made a terrible decision four different times and threw the ball to somebody. Now you say where we have more talent than Northwestern. We've had more talent than Northwestern in the last 10 years. And every single one of those games, except for one year, it came down to like a single possession. So Jeff Sims goes out there and throws three interceptions or fumbles two snaps. He's going to have a short in, leash in though. that game. He'll have a short leash regardless. Of what. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I'm just saying, like, I, I can, I will never stand by, oh, he gives you your best chance to win when he's got six turnovers by himself. I'll never stand by that. Brandon Riley? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, uh, you know, Harburg's done some good things, but I'm, uh, I got, I think, uh, we need to see Sims again. Um, you know, early in the year, you, you know, he's got a lot of thoughts, big change, new school, a lot of which I don't like to give excuses. Obviously, Minnesota made a lot of terrible decisions. And, you know, the pick on the goal line, he just didn't read the defense. He knew he was throwing to before the snap. But I saw a lot of those same things last game with Harburg. He wasn't seeing them going to cover two multiple times, which so I see that being very similar, not reading defenses. Illinois, um, you know, if those were Minnesota's DBs, he probably throws four interceptions or so. So I can see that. Um, you know, early in the year is tough too. You know, you look at like a Joe Burrow. He's struggled significantly the first few games. Obviously, you know, he was kind of dinged up, but you know, now he's rolling. Not comparing these two at all, right? Sure. <laughs> but you know, I do. I'd like to see Sims have another chance. And yeah, if he goes out there and if he drops a snap and fumbles, then yeah. Short leash, he's out. And something like that, it might be good for Harburg, you know, because, you know, he's not going to get complacent. He's going to keep working hard. And and one thing on that, I will note, I don't know Jeff Sims at all, but 
seeing him interact with Harburg now is it shows he's a pretty damn good guy. Yeah, hundred I mean, percent. It'd be very easy for him to have a shitty attitude, but you know he's out there, he's smiling, he's chest bumping with Harburg when he's doing things good, he's helping out, which that shows he's he's a pretty solid guy. And you know, obviously, you know, both have had tough times, and Harburg's probably had more good than Sims to this point, but. I'd like to see him get a shot against Northwestern and and maybe have a great game and build some confidence. And, you know, so much about football is confidence, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're catching everything, that the ball is going to – when it's coming, you're just like, all right, I got this, you know. I think that's why our receivers may be struggling because, you know, maybe they're not getting the ball that much or they're not very confident and and maybe they don't know who's going to be throwing to them or how the throw is going to be if it's not where they want it. And, you know, go back to Keith Williams when I was there, our receiver coach. He always said, you know, the best plays should be when the ball's not right where you want it. You know, that ball's in the air. He's like, your mindset should be wait till they see this catch. Mm, and that's right. kind of what we all did. And that was our mindset. And, you know, going into games, it was like, all right, who's getting on top 10 today? Yeah. And you had multiple, by the way. I just yes. want to point that out. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like, you know, Stanley Morgan had a few. DeMornay had a few. Westy was, of course, oh, on ESPN every week. Kenny. And see. <laughs> Kenny. Kenny Bell had a nasty, it was before Keith Williams, but he had that mentality. It was like, wait till you see this catch. And, yeah. you know, I'd like for these guys to start, have that mentality, have that confidence, have that swag. You know, you see these other schools and these other wideouts, you know, they, they got it. They, they know they're better than everyone. And it goes a long ways. Connor Kevillac, who? Short answer, Harburg. Why? I don't know how many times we're going to be able to get a passing play open for Jeff Sims where he takes a snap under center. Because we know he cannot take a snap in shotgun. We know that for a fact. Um, so it's less about, you know, his arm capability. We know he's got that. Um, but it worries me for him taking snaps out of the shotgun. Again, we go back to that Minnesota game. The decision-making just isn't there. And if you look at, you know, the athletic talent with the legs, Kyle Byers, I've quoted this, I think, every week since Harburg started, like, starting for Nebraska. What can Harburg do with his legs that Jeff Sims can't? It's backwards, but, yeah. It's, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Regardless. You got, you got it. You get it. Um, but I, I just, again, we look at Harburg should have had maybe four picks this last week. He didn't, and that was entirely due to that Illinois defense. But he didn't. And until Harburg gives me a reason to pull him out, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I mean, in, on the should-have conversation, he should have had four interceptions. Well, Nebraska should have won nine games last year yeah. when we were close and all these – statistically, we were supposed to win nine games last year. So, hey, like, we, you, can't, you can't do one or the other. You got you to gotta stick with it. We should have beat Illinois by three scores. We didn't. Yeah. Uh, Harburg – I think should. I don't think we should just, we don't need to overthink this. I just, you mentioned confidence, Brandon Riley, how Jeff Sims needs to build confidence and I get it. But where this team is right now, like we don't have time for you to build confidence, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I think this team playing with Heinrich for whatever reason, I know the offense doesn't look good, but there's like there's a mojo going. Don't mess with the mojo. Leave the mojo alone. Let it go. Jared. And you said we don't have time for you to build confidence. We have so many drives to build confidence because we're not ending up in points. We're giving the other team the ball. Yes. What what is it? 
what does it matter who's playing quarterback at that point? You need to build confidence. You play the hot hand, go from there, you know. Wins. Right. So that's what the Harburg is the hot hand. He's three and one. Correct. And I know that you haven't played the greatest opponents. But what I'm saying is if you put Jeff Sims in a drive, say Heinrich goes and has three drives where he doesn't score like he did last week. Maybe it's three or four in a row. Put Jeff Sims in for one drive. What if he's the hot hand? I, I, I'm just saying, like, it's it's but worth the shot. The hands it's, are so cold. It, I see yeah, you say he's, he's you not say hot. He's not a hot hand the, because he can't even complete half of his passes. The, the question is not, does Jeff Sims deserve another chance to play? The question was, who do you start? And that's Harburg for me. It, it's just like you say that he has a short leash as if this team can just, like, have an empty possession. I know they have a ton of empty possessions. Ton. But, like, you're also just kind of saying... Yeah, we can afford to have a few empty, empty possessions. We could just take them out. It's like, no, like, we can't. This team has zero margin for error. Didn't, don't we know that? Like, and with all the changes, with all the injuries, with everything that's gone on with this offense, that's why we're in this position in the first right, place. And you're and acting so, like Harburg has a bunch of dudes around him. Sims wouldn't have a bunch of dudes around him anyway, but we are winning games without turnovers. And, like, it'd be one thing if, okay, if we put Sims in, we are scoring 45 points. No. This, that'd be one thing, but that would not happen. It's just not, it just wouldn't, it's not a thing that would happen, especially with the guys that Sims would be surrounded by. So I just don't think you mess with the guy who is leading this team to wins right now. Does anyone know, like, I actually don't know this number. How many turnovers on the season does Harburg have? He's got I one. Do. I think two. Two. How many did Jeff Sims have in his first game? Did Harburg throw a pick against Michigan? Jeff Sims had Harburg, three in his first game. Harburg, Harburg had the Michigan tip pick last okay. against Illinois. So he had the, the fumble, the first start, and a pick. The the fumble. Jeff don't, you just don't start. Don't don't yeah, count don't that go fumble. there. I'm, I'm don't just, even. I'm just saying. <laughs> on the stat sheet, it would go to Harburg. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, regardless who's who's starting, uh, what I do like about Heinrich is he looks for Fedoni more. Yep. Which whoever's starting, that's who I'm looking for. Thank you. Yeah. You know, that's your most yeah. talented. Yes. All the, you know, I, I don't. I'm not comparing him to Bowers at Georgia because that no. guy's a monster. But Fedoni is athletic and he is big and he is a nightmare matchup for defenses. And tight ends are the quarterback security blanket. You know, when the Chiefs when they're struggling, where's he going to do? You know where he's where he's going in the ball. Not comparing him and Kelsey, but just the quarterback's mindset and Fedoni. I mean, I think he needs at least ten targets a game. Especially now, if Washington's out, you know, he was a big, big threat, deep threat, and, you know, he can make some big plays. Yeah. We've seen it a few times this year, but, I mean, I think 10, 12 targets for Fedoni, I think minimum. We talked about early in the season, I might have been Jared that said, you know, he was running like the 10 man. Um, but Fedoni looks a lot he more looks good. fluid. He, he does. Looks good. He looks great. Yeah, he looks a lot more he fluid. Like he a, looks comfortable on the field. A faster yeah, tip man. Every time he gets the ball, each snap, you know, he's, I mean, he's, Early in the year, you know, he's mentally blocked for his knees. You know, he's nervous every step, you know, just overthinking. I've, you know, I've been there. When I kept pulling my hamstring, I was terrified to sprint because I'm like, oh, God, you know, I don't want to go through this mental anguish of missing or rehabbing. And so I think each game, each time he gets the ball more and more confidence is, bu- is building. And I think by the end of this year, I think he's going to be an absolute monster. Yeah. Just got to get him the yeah. ball. That's the problem. So, I know, and that, the thing with Sims is I don't think Fedoni touched the ball once in those two games. No, as a matter of fact, the only, the, only, the, only, the only tight end target was to Heinrich Harburg. Yeah. No, only well, Borgatur once. Well, the, oh, Borgatur, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he yeah. scored against Colorado, but who came in the game to throw that touchdown pass to Fedoni? 
Hunter was Harburg. Yeah. So yeah. yes, with these guys out, Fedoni's got to be your dude that you turn to and your security mm-hmm. blanket. And it's just, and you're telling me like, Harburg should have had four picks because they dropped them. It's like, yeah, but Sims had four picks. Like he had those. Like we know that those are like yeah. a given. For but some see, reason, yeah. for some reason, the opponents are catching Sims and they're not catching Harburgs. And I don't know it's, if that's some voodoo. The, it must be the duck that Har- Harburg throws. <laughs> it's tough to catch. Hey, whatever. Or defense. I, quack, quack. I will tell you, Jeff Sims does have a beautiful spiral and the defenses appreciate <laughs> it's it. easily catching. Yeah, they do appreciate <laughs> it. DBs can't catch, you know. Yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah. But I'll give it to Harburg too. It was windy at Illinois. Thrown into the wind is tough. You know, when Ty Han, you know, off, when we took the break, we talked about it, you know. Yeah. Going back, that was a great play call for Satterfield, but obviously it gets erased in people's mind because it, you know, it didn't, it wasn't a big touchdown play. But you know, throwing into the wind, I'll, I'll give him some some leeway there. But you know, I I do think maybe maybe Harburg does start because he we've been winning with him. Don't change it up, but you know, I think Sims needs to be ready to play. And you know, I've I've always kind of been against the two quarterback system, but I'm like at this point, yeah, yeah, what else can go bad? Right, like, right. I'm just looking at this team. And I'm not saying, like, Harburg's the savior, none of that shit like that, but it's just, for this moment, right now, it just seems like he should be the dude. He's just, like, a teeth-gritting motherfucker who gives a shit, and, like, he's a gamer, and he's tough, and, like, Kyle, you said it earlier, and it's something that I have been saying for a long time, the mental component of the game, which goes so undervalued. Like, especially here where mental toughness is su- is probably the most important thing. Jeff Sims is the most athletic guy on the roster. If you don't have this, what good is that? And so I just think for right now, Harburg's got the dubs. He's racking up the dubs. He's got the mojo. He's tough. He gives a shit. The hometown kid. I don't give, I don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> but... I just think you just got to roll with it. Roll with it. Going back to tough, though, that last game, that touchdown run he had, I mean, nothing was going to stop him at that line. I I like to see that, you know. Mm -hmm. Coaches probably flinch a little with your quarterback, you know, leading with his right shoulder or whatever it was. But I like to see that. And, I mean, yeah, he he is tough. He plays hard. And, you know, that's something that, you know, we got to appreciate, too. Yeah, you can rally behind that. Yeah, Yeah. no doubt. And, again, we go back to Harburg 3-1 and right now. Uh, his one loss, I talked about this on the cover corner recently, was to Michigan, who, in my opinion, is the best team in the country. That's a, like, if, if he beat Michigan, I would be like raising funds to build his statue right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I understand him not beating Michigan. Like, sure, you can say that the wins Harburg has are maybe not like, they're, they're certainly not like Q1 wins. Um, but no. th- there's, there's still wins. Yeah. And that, that Michigan game, I was down, uh, on the sideline for that and got it had everything it was ready the crowd was going but it's like you know going in i was like we need to have a big first quarter we need something to bounce our way of course we tip a pass we don't get it right right they tip one they get it we get stopped on fourth and one they have a espn catch you know it's just like a brandon riley circus catch why why can't that stuff happen to us you know yeah we got some breaks against illinois but i'd rather have those breaks against michigan right uh J- Jason Hafner, sorry if I butchered that, <clears throat> says it's like people forget Harburg basically got zero development last year. Heinrich Harburg has four starts in a career with basically a year off thanks to Whipple. I just want to point out, that's a good point. I just want to point out, Mark Whipple did like laugh at the question when somebody asked about Heinrich Harburg last year. Yeah. 
And uh, so I don't know. And I Sims don't know has, what I don't know what happens behind the doors, but and Sims has multiple years under his belt. Yeah. And yep. so yeah, it's it's kind of that that. In my opinion, with the way the offense is performing right now, it, it's a coin flip. I think, and I'm not a betting man, so I, I would probably say the Harburg thing would be the high percentage play. Right. But the the risk first reward thing, where it's like if if Jeff mm-hmm. Sims is that guy, and you're a gambler. Is Matt Rule going to gamble? That's what I, that's what well, I want to know. So I, I, me, I'm the safe bet guy, but that last interception just irked me with Harburg. Yeah, that throw was just so it bad. Was, but this, this, Sims. Yeah. And then you look at the numbers; it's like fifty yeah, percent. So this next game, I think you got to figure out who your guy is because yeah. Purdue's beatable, but they yeah. whopped Illinois. Yep, Michigan State's beatable. You got to you got to get on a roll to see who's your guy because Maryland is. I feel the next. Very tough match. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maryland. Very good. tough. Sure. But so, Mike, you go, you know, risk reward. And I, I swear, I feel like I've said this every episode so far this season, where Sims is high risk and potential high reward. I yeah. do think he has a very high ceiling. I just, like, we're not seeing that. Yeah. And no, I'm with you I, there. I think I what we're seeing that. at a Harburg is he's, I, I had been calling him medium risk, medium reward. I At this point, I'm calling him low risk and medium reward. He, he's going to guy who's going to win you, or he is a guy who's going to win you games. Sims could win you games, or he might get you blown out. Like, this team, I, I don't see that with Harbor. This team is learning how to win. Every game going forward is going to be a sludge match where people are throwing rocks at each other. That's what this whole season from here on out is going to be, with the exception of probably Maryland because they're – Offense is okay. But every game is going to be what you saw against Illinois. So, like, just don't give the ball to the other team. Yeah. Even though Harburg has done that close, uh, he hasn't done it. But it, like, it goes back to the O-line, you know. If you can yeah. if you can get four or five yards on first down running the ball, yeah. and then you're, you're if you're running the ball well, then it's going to make those throwing windows bigger. So, yeah, if your quarterback – doesn't have the biggest arm or the most – things are more open. And it's like, you know, Anthony Grant, it's he, – he's going to have to ball out. You know, he, he needs to he, hold on to the fucking ball. He <laughs> is. He – absolutely, he has to. But you got to think, he was grinding for every mm-hmm. single yard. He had to be worn down. And, and when you have a, a reputation of fumbling, everyone is giving you the best shot. You know, it's just – and it, it for him, you know it's in his mind. You yep. know, it's like the guy – in a shooting free throws who can't make it and they keep fouling him. He's so far in his own head. He, he knows he's not going to make it, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, if he can get those five yard rushes easier and he's not grinding for every yard, he'll be more fresh towards the end of the game. And I think everything just comes back to the O-line. I mean, you got to be able to run the ball to throw it. So Brandon, in your career, did you ever have a point where you were going into a game like inside your own mind about something that maybe you've been doing wrong, whether that be dropping passes, not running routes well, if that did happen, what did you have to do to kind of overcome that? Uh, you know, Keith Williams, our receiver coach, he he was so great about getting everyone's mind in the right place. And, you know, I, I remember we were playing at Miami. We had a guy, Lane Hovey, had some great plays. And, you know, he was kind of playing timid out there. And I remember he came off and, and Keith Williams was like, why are you scared? He yeah. said, no one's stabbing you out there. <laughs> He's like, why, why are you scared? We, we work on this every day in practice. Like, just go play. And they went out and, you know, he made some plays and, he just he was really good just like back to the basics, you know? It's just don't even worry about the defender there. Run twelve yards, stop, turn, catch the ball. You You're know, this all just, your life. Yeah. It's just it's muscle memory. You've done it. Just quit overthinking. It's yeah. The mind is it, it powerful in any sport. You know, it's it's golfers. 
Oh, yeah. How many of those pro golfers, when they get in their head, they can't hit the fairway off the tee? It's like you do this every single day, but it's the mind's a powerful thing. You get the yips. You get the yips, and it's hard to shake So for sure. I'm really glad we have a wide receiver on the podcast right now because I want to ask this question. We have these true freshmen that are sitting there. Uh, Jalen Lloyd, Malachi Coleman. Jaden Doss. Jaden Doss. We have all these guys in... People are pleading like, okay, yeah, we right now we have the Ty Hans of the world out there. Is it that hard as a true freshman to come out and play and, and to make plays early on? Um, I do think it's tough. Um, you know, the mental side of things is it's a lot different than high school. However, with the situation we're in as an OC, as a head coach, you got to simplify it for these young kids. Yeah. Malachi Coleman should have a package. That's what 10 where, plays, right? Where, where he knows on these 10 plays, okay, these five, I line up on the right and I have these routes. You know, you got, you can't give them the whole playbook. And then Jalen Lloyd, obviously, speedster, he has a package. Obviously, you can't have him each play. He starts on the right and he jet sweeps left. You got, he has to have more than that, or else, obviously, defense will key on it. But you got to start getting some guys the ball. And Tyhon, you know, he, he is pretty athletic, and he, he will catch the ball, but I guarantee you he's out there because the coaches trust that he's going to be where he's supposed to be, when he is supposed to be, especially when your quarterbacks, um, you know, when they're maybe doubting some things, they're not, they're not rolling. If if they're unsure that their guy's going to be there, they're definitely not throwing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's because they don't want the interception because they, they think they're going to get pulled. If I don't trust that the guy's going to run a dig – I, I'm not pulling it, you know? Yeah. And so I do think they need to be, I mean, they're sm- a lot smarter than all of us, but you got to have some smaller packages for some young guys where, okay, this game plan, I know I just have to focus on these plays. If I hear this word, this is where I go. This is what I have. Then they're not thinking as much, and then they can go make plays. That's what I've been saying for weeks. <laughs> Tell me why Tommy Hill has to be our deep guy when we have Malachi Coleman, who runs like a four three forty, and who's like six four. Yeah, I've never, under, I've never understood that. Just like he might, but he's a playmaker, right? Like yeah. I understand Tommy Hill might be the most athletic guy on the team, but, but it's pretty obvious when he comes in what's going to happen. What is he going right. to do? He's going to run deep, you know. And people would say that about Malachi too, but it's like, okay, he, so just do it with him then. Well, he caught a qu- <laughs> he caught a quick out last game. <laughs> yeah, Malachi. yeah. I'm hoping yeah. they throw, build on that. Throw a couple more of those, then out and up. You know, it's yep. you, you gotta you gotta play off it, but I do think. You know, you got to get get those young guys the ball. And, you know, if you are building for the future, you know, game reps is only going to help you develop more than anything, you know. So getting those guys in little by little, more and more, building that confidence, you know, I think it'll be big. Yeah. And, I mean, we've always said, like, the offensive line freshman play, like that, I think as an offensive lineman, that can hurt you, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, a wide receiver, I don't know if maybe it's, like, the same. I mean, is it? Like, can it hurt your confidence as as a young guy getting out there as a wide receiver? Uh, not, you know, not really. Cause once like Ma- Malachi, you know, he's probably out there a little nervous, but then, you know, he runs a five yard out, he catches the ball and he's probably like, Oh, good. That was, yeah. you know, wow. that was easier than I thought. Just, Holy shit. Yeah. And Brandon then, Raleigh can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's, you know, maybe this next game he catches a go route or a, a curl route. And then it just builds, builds that confidence more and more. And yeah, it's game reps, you know. I'm sure he's ran that play 100 times in practice, doesn't think twice, but you get in a game and people start overthinking. Right. Yeah. So, uh, sort of to that, your first game rep, how much different did it feel than the hundreds of reps that you had put in in practice? Like, is it 
all that much different or was it kind of like it's it's funny though you start overthinking you know i think the first ball i caught was like a five-yard hitch against south dakota state and like i heard the play i knew the plays and i get out there i'm like oh what do i do you know i'm just like (laughs) fucking idiot what do you you know you know what to do run five yards and stop you know yeah but it is crazy you start you know your first play you get my first play in buffalo block in the back yeah and i'm just like (laughs) you know i wasn't really i was kind of just chasing the guy kind of touched him and i'm like the flag was on me like you know (laughs) then i look back i'm like what was i doing you know i would never do that and so i think at least one play getting that one play under your belt whether it's you know whether you you just go block someone get your hands on someone like okay this is just like football in the backyard or just like practice but i do think early on it can be an you know, a little more intimidating in a way because you you try to block out the crowd, but then you're like, oh, there's quite a few people watching this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're watching your every move. Yeah, um, I do. I don't know how to transition smoothly into this, but you guys know what my favorite stat is, don't you? Time of possession. What was it? I don't know. Doubled. We own that. Thirty-seven. To 22. Wow. We I love like that. that. Give like it to that. me. That's a whole quarter. Give it to me. <laughs> that, yeah. Literally a whole quarter. Like, you, despite all the dumb mistakes that the offense made. and how effect, dumb, All the doo-doo ass mistakes that they yeah. made. <laughs> you know, it, it is a testament to the defense, though, of course, because they, they held up their end of the bargain for sure. But I just, every time, time of possession. I'm not a betting man. But every every time a freaking Big Ten West team has chewed up more clock than the other, chances are they've won. Yep. So that's it's, very important. It's funny you bring that up because <sighs> that is actually something that goes into any of my picks all the time is average time of possession. If mm. you're under 25, I'm not betting you. I just, I don't, you could be the most explosive offensive team in the world. If you're under 25, I'm not betting you. Interesting. It's a good mm. philosophy yeah. to have. They're just like the Bills against Jacksonville. You know, they couldn't. They couldn't get Jacksonville off the field. They dominated yeah. the time of possession. Defense wore down. Bills lost. Yeah. 37 to 16 made a, 16 made a lot of plays, huh? No. Yeah? No. no. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, we're probably about to like. We're, we're getting there. I, I do want to get yeah. one, one more topic. Running backs. We, we mentioned Anthony Grant. Emmett Johnson, although he had the fumbled handoff. To whatever. the bread basket. He showed a good burst. Doesn't he though. look explosive? Yeah, he showed a great burst through. He did. Yeah. And he's a redshirt freshman, Mr. Minnesota. What do you guys feel about Emmett Johnson moving forward? It does make you think because, like, like you said, B. Riley, it looked like Anthony Grant was scrapping for every yard. And, like, it, it kind of looked like he reverted to old habits a little bit with the whole dancing. Like, I don't think there's anyone on the team that runs harder than he does, than Anthony Grant, but it just looks tiring and taxing. But then you see Emmett, and it's like, through the line for it's like simple. six. It looks seven. simple to me. And I know it was like, I think it would have been two or three runs that looked like that. But it's like, that looks kind of different than Anthony Grant, who's kind of... Yeah, I don't know if it's like the defense was just thrown off a little bit, change of pace back there. But yeah, yeah, it did seem like yards were coming a lot easier. And it's like, I, I'd have to go watch where the linemen just blocking that much better on those plays. Or, and it was on the left. I think it was through the left side of the line. It was left too, side of the line. Which yeah. like has been maligned this year. There's certain guys over there that could play better, but it was on the left side of the line. I think uh, two parts of this. 
Emmett sees a hole and takes it. Grant is maybe not as committal, uh, kind of wants to wait for options, and that's not a great thing all the time. But I would still say I've got to see more before I go into like what I firmly believe about this kid. Yeah. Like, I, did, I just thought seeing it on the road against a Big Ten foe, a team that we have struggled with recently. Three straight L's. Three straight L's. And you see a guy that just, it looked easy to him, which is what I love to see. A redshirt freshman coming in and, and the game looks like it slows down for him. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that at Nebraska in a while. So after three straight L's, uh, Nebraska goes, gets us dub. Is Illinois now spelled with just one L? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, I-W. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> good question. Yeah. yeah, that is a good question. Yeah, change, the, change the state name. Yeah. You only get one L now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but next I, year. But I, I think you still start. No, I, I think Anthony still no, starts. No. I just think Emmett now can be it's, utilized more. I think it's very intriguing. Like I said, we, we got to see a lot more. It's a well, lightning, lightning and thunder combo. Here's oh, another, let's not go that Here's far. the other thing, guys. Here's the other thing about this conversation is those are the two running backs they have. That's, so that's what's Emmett left. Johnson better figure it out if, he, if he's not the guy. Joshua Fleeks did not bust a 78-yard run this time. Hey, no. Uh, but again, let me see more. Like sure. Running backs are going to have good games, bad games. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just got to see more. It's too small of a sample size. Yeah. I, I just... Just a sum that, you know, for me to put a bow on this is just like, I've seen so many Nebraska losses. So many. A lot. You know, last year it, it, it turned from anger to apathy to anger to happiness at the very end when they beat Iola, which was very awesome. Remember that just, when we beat Iowa? <laughs> that actually works out on both. Guess, hey, I accidentally pressed both and it worked out. <laughs> I just, I, this team has lost so much. So whenever, like, we can, of course, point out the flaws. Of course, like, we will be the first to do that. But just bask in the glory for a second. As fans, we can be satisfied. We're not out there practicing. We're not out there grinding. We can be satisfied with this. The team, they can be satisfied for a few hours. Then they got to go back out there and try to make fix those mistakes. As fans, guys, just bask in it. Yeah, It's my- lovely. It's lovely. Come join me. In this joy of victory. My question. Bring your sunscreen. You, uh, SPF. You said, 100. you know, last year, you go from anger to apathy to a little bit more anger and then happy <laughs> when we beat Iola. Where are you at right now? How are you feeling? I, I think that's something that we should go around the board. Like, how are you, you feeling right now? Listen, so I'm taking it. You're, you're joyous. Game by game, day by day. I'm literal with my day by day. They just won their last game, it was ugly. They got that that little number added to the left side of the column. I'm happy. I see. I'm happy right now. I, I wouldn't quite say happy. I would say hopeful. Okay. Like it had. Like Nebraska football has done this to me before, and they. I hope we don't repeat how they've, you know, responded to this. But I would say hopeful. I'm, I'm not I, saying I see, this is this is a huge monumental no, step. No, but I'm I, just saying, yeah. day by day, baby. Mike, how are you feeling? I I got asked a question yesterday they were like so if Nebraska doesn't piss down their leg against Minnesota you're four and two and how are you feeling right now and I would have said I feel like I'm on another freaking planet <laughs> three and three I feel like there's there was some that was left out there but I I feel okay I feel okay I, I I'm still not 
sold that we're going to get to six and six, but I feel okay. KB. Yeah, I would agree. I think how many years have we gone where this point in the season, we're like, our season's over. over. Well, I we're definitely not getting we to six. We have a guy here with us that was the last bowl game yeah, I think at oh, the University God. of Nebraska. Caught a tutty in that game. It's been a long time since we reached this point in the year, and we're not sitting around this table going, well, another year, no bowl game. And this year? We have a chance. We have a chance. Shit. Like a legitimate, a legitimate chance at a bowl game. I mean, so, the West is terrible. Just saying. The West is terrible. I mean, you know what? I'll take it. If you can beat a terrible West, I'll take that all day long. It. I'll take it. I yeah. don't care. B. Riley, how are you feeling three and three going into the bye week? You know, I think uh, it's a stepping stone of where we want to go. And, you know, we were talking about it at work today. And it, I don't think it's unreasonable to think six and three is out of the picture. Um, but you don't only want to go one game at a time. I do think this bye week is big for, you know, getting back to the basics, as I said earlier. And, and you know, um, you mentioned it a bit ago. You know the O-line coach. You know they're on that offensive line. You know they're working hard at it. They don't want to be known for what they're known for right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I do think if you can come out and get a strong win at home against Northwestern, that confidence throughout the team is going to keep uh, keep growing. And I, I, do, I, I am hopeful, as you said, and I do think it's a stepping stone. And, you know, for how that defense responded after Michigan, you know, I was very, very uh, pleased with that. You know, that shows they're believing in the coaches. The coaches are believing in the players. And, you know, that was a great defensive performance without, you know, two or three of our better players on defense. So, you know, I'm hoping Reimer is going to be back after the bye week. So, you know, that, that'll bring another added dimension there. And, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think six and three is ridiculous to think, but I could be looking like an idiot here in a few weeks if we're three and six. If yeah. it makes you feel better, I look like an idiot every week. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, make no mistake about it. Northwestern. Uh-oh. They beat Minnesota. They That's did. all I'm going to say. Yeah. And we did not. So, so. So I mean, look, you you can be hopeful, you can be doubtful, you can you 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 can feel a bunch of different things about kind of where we're at right now in the season. Yep. But all I know is at this point of the year, the last six seven years, I have not felt that we have a legitimate chance at making an actual bowl game, which is just insane to say. But you have a chance. Yep, a big part of that is this, the West is just pathetic. Thank which God. helps, which helps. Thank God. But again, Thank God, we'll all, take that. All you can do is play who's on the schedule, baby. Yeah. Brandon, who am I? Who am I to be picky? As the last team to make a bowl game, what's the most memorable part of the bowl game experience for you? Hmm. Because obviously, I mean, you, you played well down in Nashville. Well, was, yeah. You can't yeah. say the win. I mean, we didn't, we didn't obviously didn't win, but like <laughs> the whole bowl game experience in general, like, Take us back. Tell us what it's like. So yeah. long ago. Some, it's been so long. Ten, Take us back. Did Ten you get score some, and 50 years ago. Did you get some dope gifts? I'm not that old. You, you weren't even 30 at the time. <laughs> I wasn't 30. It's crazy. Yeah, last uh, receiver to score in a bowl game. Now I'm 30. That's not good. Wow. Oh. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I was already sad. You didn't have to do that to me. No, bowl trip is great. You know, you get... I don't even know. I think we got like $1,000 cash and then you got some gifts and, you know, you go six days earlier or so. And so, you know, Nashville, we had to check out the spots. Sure. No, yeah. no, hey, and, no uh, last, last time we went to a bowl game, they gave him gifts. A PS1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, I think I got a I got a nice recliner actually. Oh yeah. no shit! You still got it. Let's I, go. gave it to, I gave it to my dad. I think it's still in his basement. Hell yeah! Hell yeah. But uh, when no, you yeah. go over, do you do you make him let you sit in it? <laughs> you know that's my this chair. is my chair. Right? That's my chair. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, no, you, yeah, you, you experience the town. You know, went out a few nights, check it out, and you know everyone's got cash, so everyone's just blowing stupid money. And Woo. you know, I won't I won't name drop, but uh, <laughs> you know, we stayed at the Grand Old Opry in Wow in Nashville there, and <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> uh, first night, you know, we went out. One of the guys on the team, I get a FaceTime from him. He's in the back of a horse and carriage at the McDonald's drive-thru. Awesome. <laughs> Gerald Foster, you don't even have to say the no, name. No, uh, shockingly was not. Okay. And all I hear is, hold on, six McDoubles, please. I'm like, you've got to be Whoa. kidding me. That is the coolest shit I've ever heard. It, it cost him like $300 to go there. But <laughs> I don't even know where he found this thing. But anyways. His like, horse and carriage. You know, then we got you got like 8 a.m. practice, and, you know, some of the coaches oh. found out, and they were just dying. He was a scout team guy. He wasn't playing, and but it was just a legendary <laughs> story. So, you know, you have some fun for a few days, but then, you know, then, I mean, you're practicing every day, but then, you know, then it's game time. And, you know, that was obviously a great memory for me and, you know, probably the main reason I got a chance at the NFL for sure. So you look good We that uh, game. Thank right. you. I was there. <laughs> we talk about or talked about, you know, first reps in a regular season game. In a bowl game, is that feeling any different? Do you get those nerves back in your first bowl game? No. I know that's not your first. No, you're but just having fun, aren't you? It, it's fun, but, it, I mean, it's, you know, you're trying to set yourself up for the future, you know. And okay. at that point, I'm like, it's my last go at it. I got to have a big game. And, you know, Tommy was out and. And, and Riker was confident back there and, you know, got to the point Riker's like, man, get open. I'm getting killed. I'm like, oh, I'm trying, <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it was a great experience. You know, bowl games are, are fun. You, you want to win all of them. And, you know, Nebraska fans travel great. You know, I was just saying, I've never been to a Husker game as a fan, at an away game. We're going to change that. If we make a bowl game, I'm, I'm finding my way there. Oh, yeah. If unless we make a bowl game, we'll be in, there. Unless it's in Detroit, I'm not going uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to get into why that is? No, no, no. We no, were, no, 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 no. We no, were no, told no. at the Michigan the Michigan show that we were in a lot of talk about that nah. about Detroit. If we make a bowl game, B. Riley, we will be there doing a live show with you. All right. Perfect. Yeah. We'll, you, you've signed your contract by entering this building today. Yes. Yep. So from the basement to the bowl game, huh? Basement That's right. to the bowl game. We went from basement to brewery to like, boat uh, to bad game. To bowl <laughs> to game. Husker Bar to bowl game. From the basement to the bowl. Kind of like the team. Yep. We're hoping. <laughs> yeah. We're praying. Hope, hope, hopeful. Yeah. Hopeful. Of course. All right, guys. Uh go to nbnrpodcast.com. We have merch and stuff. Awesome stuff on that, on that website. Go to it. Tote bags? No. No. Uh, we said awesome stuff. No. Sweet as hats like Jared's. And Connor's. Yeah. And yours. And Kyle's. And mine. Kyle's on the same In your mine. polo. Okay. Do it. Go buy our merch. Give us money, please. Spotify. Apple Podcasts. YouTube. Amazon. Amazon. Twitter slash X. Uh, uh, TikTok. Facebook. At NBNR Podcast. Same thing. Everywhere you go, you can just Google us. We are there. And on those podcast platforms, give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. Am I missing anything? No, let's just uh, let Brandon plug himself and we'll sign off. Brandon, where can people find you if you want them to find you? 
You can find me uh, right here on November 1st. Yeah. Yes. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm around, though. I live in Gretna, so I'm frequent between Omaha and Lincoln. But, uh, no, appreciate you guys having me on, and I look forward to it each each time, each year, each season. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate your insight. We Fun really to do. see uh, you guys grow this thing and have the following, and as you uh, deserve it. Yeah. I'm telling you, next time Brandon comes on, I'm going to have a shirt made for him. Yeah. Just recurring <laughs> you guest, you Brandon can, Riley. We can make that happen. Evan's Custom Apparel should just donate a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. To oh, be Riley. You, you've been on here enough. You've earned a shirt. Yes. Yeah. Appreciate it. Crown him. Crown him. Oh, hey, by the way, uh, heard at Sports Bar. Appreciate the uh, oh, corn so. nugs and the uh, the pizza. Dude, yes. the, the pizza has been incredible. The pizza this week was the best pizza we've ever received from Heard at Sports Bar. Easily. I would say some of the best pizza we've had, period. Yes. Like it, if, if you've never been there, it is right next to Cabela's, 120th in Giles-ish area. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yep. You by can see live podcasts. Yeah. Like ours. Seriously, they do events there like every other day. I'm talking, you've got like, I don't know, like Johnny Tommy Rogers, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Frazier. Frazier. They, they yeah. do shows there. Like they have events going on in that space every other day. If you need something to do like a date night or something and you're a big Nebraska fan, just do go it. check it out. Do check it. it out. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to plug, I forgot to do earlier. Um, this Saturday, October 14th at the brewery, we're doing a Toys for Tots car show. It is free to come and just check out the cars. There's a ton of cool raffle prizes, 100% of proceeds going to Toys for Tots. If you want to come by, if you want to show your car, if you got something cool to show, it's $10 or a new unwrapped toy that will obviously, again, all go to the kids. Uh, But come by, drink some beers, check out cars, and it it all goes to kids in the Omaha area. We love that. Sweet. You are going to heaven when you die. I'm trying. He's trying. He's got a tattoo for Toys He's for Tots. He's really I trying. I, I do literally he have literally a Toys has for, Tots Toys for Tots tattoo. So. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Make sure you guys go and check that out. Okay, guys. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. Connor Cavillac. Brandon Riley. As always, beat the bye week and beat Northwestern and GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. <laughs> Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just... You just did get mad. When you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. (laughs) Ain't gone in Muhammad. GBR. A Herd at Sports Network production.